It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome into episode number 75% of Jobbing Out. Episode number 75%. It's actually not that difficult, but anyone want to wager a guess? Uh, 75% of the hosts of Jobbing Out are here. Ah, that's not bad, Brandon. Not bad at all, but no, unfortunately, that's that's not what it is this time. Urban Meyer only had a job for 75% of the time Roman Reigns has been champion? It might work out. That math might be accurate. No, this one was far more simple than that. It's that they're doing a championship match on Raw, and 75% of the match are heels. So there's there's that. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to it. I, oh, yeah, we, we definitely uh, have to talk uh, about it. Uh, uh, we'll get to it, I assure you. All right, uh, coming up on the... Uh, by the way, it is Jobbing Out. I am Glenn Clark. Brandon and Aaron are here. Hopefully, we're, I'd like to do a Jobbies this year, and whether AJ can be involved, there's just a whole thing. It's probably just going to be the three of us if we do a Jobbies. And honestly, and, and we'll, just, we'll do this on the air, we will probably do one more episode this year, and when that will be, I don't know. Um, it's just that time of year. You guys are going to have to deal with it. We'll try to get an episode in if we can. If we can make it work, we'll do it. But I promise you a Jobbies episode of the show before the calendar year 2021 is over. Somehow, some way, we'll figure out a way to make that happen. Um, it's kind of funny because, believe it or not, my Wednesday is exactly the same next week. I, and it that, doesn't seem like it That makes be. one of us. <laughs> I know. I, but this is the first time ever that that's been the case. I have. It's just like the way the days fall. I have, like, legitimately no availability next week. It's really, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just what it is. It's what it is, man. Um, uh, you know, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it internally. We'll, uh, we'll get our, we'll get our staff on. Like we have a stat. Yeah, well, the, our producer will do it. Yeah, with correct. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that that's what it is. Now, later on in the program today, Caprice Coleman is scheduled to join us. Uh, it was an emotional night here in Baltimore on uh, Saturday night as uh, Ring of Honor held... How are they officially wording this, Aaron? Like, they're not saying it's their... End of an era. Yeah. A hiatus or something, right? But but I, I just need to know what their what their official t- term they, they they were saying end of an era at the end of the night they did put up a, a date. We don't know what exactly the date means, but I did it was in the spring. What okay. We'll see. All right. So final battle was this past Saturday night and it is marking the end of Ring of Honor in its current form, I guess is the best way we can describe it. What Ring of Honor might look like, um, if and when, and what the, you remember, the, you said the date was in the spring that they advertised. Yeah. Um, if and when they return, it's what like Ring of April Honor? April twenty something, right? Okay. What? But I don't know what they are at that point. So, you know, we'll talk to Kurt Caprice Coleman about all of it. Obviously, he's been a significant part of Ring of Honor. He's been a guest on this program a number of times, uh, including some that have very much moved us. Um, so looking forward to chatting with uh, someone who is very much part of the heart and soul of Ring of Honor about that night and about the future of the company and, and frankly, his own future, right? Like, I, you know, everybody is in a really unique spot right now um, that has been part of Ring of Honor for some time. 
Before we do any of that, uh, clearly the big story this week. It's so ironic that we had the conversation that we had last week. Oh, my God, it's so ironic, (laughs) the conversation that we had last week. So if you didn't listen to last week's show, I got to a point of the show where I said, look, I get that we're all just assuming that Kevin Owens is gone, and all of the reporting that had been done had made us believe that Kevin Owens was gone. But my point was, I don't understand it. I I don't get this. This is not like other situations where you get it. Like everybody on the planet, the the, the syncophants for one particular wrestling company or another have to be separated. Like you guys, you offer nothing to the conversation. I'm so sorry. I'm guessing you probably don't listen to this show any longer if you fall into that (laughs) category. Um, But if you're a sycophant for one particular professional wrestling company, I'm sorry. I just I don't have any room for you in this conversation. But if you're someone who's able to take a realistic look and and a pragmatic approach to these types of conversations, we all understand why it is that Adam Cole went to AEW. Was anybody remotely surprised that Adam Cole went to AEW when he did? No, no, not not even a little bit. Makes all the sense in the world. The Brian Danielson one is a little bit more, you know. There's more of a conversation there, but given the way that it played out and our understanding of what mattered to him and what he was trying to accomplish, it made a little more sense. He wanted a deal. He wanted to be with WWE. He wanted a deal that would allow him to do certain things, and that wasn't worked out with WWE, and it could be worked out with uh, with AEW. So he didn't just want to bolt for AEW. He wanted some really unique things that he couldn't get from WWE, so he went to AEW. Okay, I, I get it. I do. I get it. He didn't need to leave WWE, um, but what, he, what mattered to him, what was most important to him, we learned wasn't possible with WWE, and so he went to AEW instead. I understood that. Without having any of that knowledge about Kevin Owens, when we had this conversation a week ago, on the surface, all I could say was, why in the world would Kevin Owens be leaving? Like, what would the reason be? And again, as I said then, if he had chosen to leave just because he wanted to be around certain friends or something unique to him, I, of course, would have respected that. I want to make that abundantly clear. Whatever is best for a person is what's best for a person. But with only the knowledge of how well he has been treated in WWE, how much he has mattered in WWE, um, that he has been a legitimate star ever since he arrived there that has been highly regarded and and given just about everything you could ask for if your name isn't Roman Reigns or Randy Orton. I, I couldn't fathom why that person would choose to depart that company for a company right now whose roster is bloated with guys similar to Kevin Owens. And so but particularly when you know that company's not giving them, you know, Eric Bischoff money from back in the like like that would be the one thing you could say if that were the well, case. And, and and the argument might be that that might ultimately be what he got from WWE instead. Right, we don't right, we don't, right, we don't right, know. Exactly. Right? Um, but on, on the surface level, to just leave for the sake of leaving, to say, I, I don't want to be here, I want to be somewhere else, it never made a lick of sense with Kevin Owens. And, and we've, we're so lost in how we view professional wrestling at the moment that people were genuinely trying... Aaron tried to make some stupid argument last week about... <laughs> 
championships or well, something like that, which is it's bat ass insane. Like it's it's uh, by the way, and uh, Aaron, this is how, and I'm not trying to call you out specifically because you didn't make this argument. I, I heard an even dumber version of your argument this past week, which was that if you go to AEW, you can win other companies' championships because that <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Is, is it's super relevant and matters a great deal, and you know you're in a better place as a professional wrestler if you're also the Impact Champion at the same time. That's definitely <laughs> yeah, how Owens we define it. Really, that. really has dreamt for the Impact Championship. Like, his entire like life. the difference in whether Kevin Owens matters or not is if he also gets to be PWG's <laughs> champion at this point. For F's sake, we're lost. We're so abundantly lost in how we have these conversations because we're so blinded by whatever it is that we think that AEW is. This was, as much as all of the reports kept saying it wasn't going to happen, everything we had on paper screamed to me, this is the only logical thing that could happen. Like it's it's nuts to me that Kevin Owens would leave the perch that he's in in this company to take a chance on another company at a time where they have taken on so many Kevin Owens of late. Well, particularly now, you know, like six months ago when they still, I don't even know if it was six months ago, but before they released all these people, you could make an argument that maybe he was getting lost in the shuffle a little bit, right? For a minute. I, I that Some people have attempted to make that argument. That's no, no, not, I'm, that, saying, I'm just saying but very loosely, like, there might have been a few months where uh, he was, like, doing the Kevin such, Owens it's, show. It's, with, it's, that's the best argument you can make, is that there were, like, two months after the Roman Reigns feud where he wasn't in a top, you know, storyline. Like, it... We but, were, but, but, but my, let me make my point. My point is, now, that's not going to happen. <laughs> He's, they need to use him. Well, like he has to be one of the one of the most important people on the well, show now that he has that contract for sure. Well, well, well you say I mean, that, except Dolph, Z- Dolph Ziggler got even, a contract too, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah and, and that's the other thing I wanted to point out is everybody is overreacting to that part of it, and Dolph Ziggler is one of the highest paid guys in the company. So, eh, that, I hope this means that we're going to keep him like the way they're using him now. Well, we'll talk about that, but. At least in the part of the show they're using him now, uh, but I'm not convinced of that. Well, I disagree. <laughs> his track for f- his track record for five years is that he matters. Period. And and that's why the no, point uh, of- my point is the money doesn't mean that. Like, like that, it, but that's it, what it, that's I, not I the it doesn't weigh to me the same way that what they've done with Kevin Owens, Matt. Like the 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 what we have is that for five years, overwhelmingly. Everybody yes. wants to point out two months. Overwhelmingly, Kevin Owens matters. Now, yes. did they screw up the WrestleMania thing? And is it almost unforgivable how they screwed up the WrestleMania thing? Yes. They screwed that up abundantly all those years ago. But even in the context of screwing it up, he still mattered during the course of the program. I mean, even- that's like saying that Drew McIntyre doesn't matter just because they have him farting around doing stuff right now you know i, what I mean, I mean the, the best argument you can make is that yes he mattered but you were putting him in stuff that you wouldn't want to see someone who mattered doing like you know he spent a year with shane mcmahon basically yes, but, but, what's AJ like that, but styles that doing right but, AJ, yeah, does AJ styles but, 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 but my, my my point is simply yeah that, but that's that's my point is that yeah we may not have liked the fact that he spent a year feuding with shane mcmahon but in their minds that means he matters correct it it was elevated within the company and for as much as you guys can be mad about it 
Um, they they care. They that's internally that's that's something that matters to them. Now your argument might have been, well, I don't want Kevin Owens to care about that, and I want him to be somewhere where he doesn't have to face Shane McMahon. Okay, hear you, and I hope that he never has to be involved with Shane McMahon ever again in his life. For what it's worth, I hope no one does. I hope no one in the history of professional wrestling. I will get get settle down, settle down, keep it in your (laughs) pants. I hope no one is. I that's that's all well and good. They think Kevin Owens matters, and they couldn't scream it at you any more. You have decided to move the goalposts. I'm not saying you specifically, Aaron, despite the fact that we had that conversation last week. The, a, a professional wrestling fan have decided to move the goalposts because you don't want it to be true. You 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 want it to be that Kevin Owens wants to come to AEW. And from a professional, not even from a person, this isn't to me even about the money. From a professional wrestling standpoint, it didn't make sense. There was no argument. He was being treated abundantly well for a very long period of time within a company. He is beloved by people within that company. He is a wildly popular figure with the people that are in that company. This, to me... I, I just never understood this one at all. And so when the news came in and everybody was shocked by it, I was in the exact opposite place, which is, no, I'm, I'm shocked that there was so much conversation the other way. I'm shocked that it wasn't always going to be Kevin Owens re-signing with WWE. I was relieved by it because I thought he would be an idiot to go to AEW. I mean, like, like Adam Cole, like, like whatever's happening with him, he wasn't an idiot to go to AEW. Like, I, I get it. You, you know what I mean? The, it makes sense, like, what what happens after. You can't have, hindsight can't be twenty twenty, right? Like, it has to be, like, at the time, with the circumstances, like, none of us thought that that was a bad move for him. This would have been a bad move for someone who is yeah. being treated. I mean, I, no, I think no, the Brian, not- da- I still think the Brian Danielson thing is a bad move. Um, the, the one thing AEW doesn't have, and, and, and I don't know if they ever will or if they'll figure out a way to have, they don't have WrestleMania. WrestleMania really, really matters, and I think that um, I, I don't know. I don't. I think you can make an argument for the legacy of people who aren't involved with that. Like I think that the but people, he's been involved with that. Like I, I if, if we're just saying, but I'm like, saying if, if like, saying like there's more that they can do with. It. I mean, like my, yes, but I'm just saying like what nothing that he does now is going to matter in 20 years. Like like. Until they build that thing that is that, like nothing, like nobody's gonna give a shit that he went to a sixty-minute draw match on Dynamite in twenty years. Like no one's ever gonna remember that. Everyone's always gonna remember a big WrestleMania main event. So, like, I, there's there's a bigger picture to what I'm talking about here. Like they don't have that thing yet, right? That's gonna etch people. Like people want to act like everything they do is historic, but is it? Like we don't know. Maybe. But, like, they haven't done anything to make me feel like there is that tentpole thing that to aim for in that company. And so I think when you have the clout to be able to be in the upper echelon of WWE, it's a big mistake, in my opinion, to go to AEW until, you know, unless you're in retirement mode. Like, you're Chris Jericho. Like, that's a whole other thing. But, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe Daniel Bryan or, or D- Brian Danielson is in that part of his career. I don't think either one of these guys should be, though. And that's just my point. Like, I, I, I don't know why you go there except for small picture I, reasons. 
Like, I don't see the big picture. I mean, I, I feel like we probably shouldn't go down this road because I feel like it, it turns into a 30-minute conversation when we uh, when we have a guest lined up. But I, I think that's going way too far the other way to say that basically there's nothing they can accomplish in AEW. I think but, could, but, but but to me, that's it's still like you become a main player there to go back to WWE. Like that's the but, way but I look why? at it right now. But but I think because that, how can you be how can you be more than just a wrestler? Like you can't be right now. They they want you to think that you can be with the Cody stuff. But like I, I still don't see like if you can be the main event of WrestleMania, why would you want to be anywhere else? That's that's sort of well, the, the, way, the art. I mean, because some for some people, a they don't think they can be the main event of WrestleMania. And for the other, but that's not what I'm not even saying. If you can be, not if you can't. Well, be. but if you're not facing Roman Reigns, you can't be the main event of WrestleMania for the next four years. But you get what I'm saying. The main no, event, no, no, is like I, the I top three or just, four I matches. Going, not, I just not think you're going match. way too far the other direction at this point. Like, but, I, I, but like, what I, is I there to aim for? I guess, like, like I don't know what the answer. Ma- new matches, new create creativity, getting to wrestle. But that's a, small a, picture. That's well, that's right now. But is that small picture? For for a wrestler, is that small picture? I, I think so, I think it is. So I think this is an interesting conversation, Aaron. I'm not actually afraid of of it going too long here because I think that that I, in a weird way, you might be surprised. I disagree with Brandon a bit. Um, not a bit. I think his overall point, like the one point that does stand, is is you're right. Nothing that happens in AEW is as relevant as WrestleMania is. You're of course right about that. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's a cultural tent pole. It's it's it's. You know, WrestleMania is its own thing. It's it's more like the Academy Awards than it is like a wrestling show, right? So, so that part is one hundred percent true. Um, I I think the part that you're probably being too flippant about is you know like the and and this is why I think saying it's a mistake is something I'm uncomfortable with is people make personal decisions for a lot of reasons, sure. and 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 I and I really want to be careful about that. And this is what I said. As, as much as this didn't make sense to me with Kevin Owens, if ultimately in his heart of hearts, he was at a place in his life where working with a certain group of friends was something that mattered more to him than, you know, whatever, whatever you know, the number of eyeballs is, the number of, of zeros in a paycheck was, whatever it was, not only do I respect that, I appreciate that. I appreciate people who make decisions like that for their own. And I think, well, right, but we were talking about specifically wrestling right. reasons. But, like, and that that's, and that's, the part, and that's the part that I want to address because I think what you're being unfair to, and, 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 I, and I know why you're saying that, but I do think that you still have to leave in room for whatever AEW might be and the belief that certain people have that being well, sure. be, it, being yeah. a part of what built that thing is right. even more valuable than being a part of a thing that's already built. Um, and, and I don't think that's wrong. I think if in 20 years, AEW has created something that is that relevant culturally, and you were a part, you know, the, the way that we revere, we talk about Hogan Andre in a way that we don't talk about other things in professional wrestling, right? right. We talk right. about that more than we talk about WrestleMania 1. Like we do we who's ever talked about the first WrestleMania? Nobody cares o- about outside of, you know, the the stories about Vince having to take out loans right. and how bad, right. you know. But yes. like the actual yeah. show itself never right. gets discussed. But WrestleMania like name the main event. Who who would uh it was it was uh, Orndorff and um 
Oh yeah. God, Hogan, Hogan yeah. and Mr. T against, against Orndorff and Ball yeah. Orton. Right, but correct. yeah, you had to think about it. For yes, a second exactly there. right. Right, like you, correct. Your point. We don't revere it the way that we revere um, Hogan Andre. And so, if you're Kevin Owens and you think that you can be part of whatever becomes Hogan Andre for AEW, that would become more relevant in in a wrestling landscape, right? If if 20 years down the road. There's something that AEW does that we think that way. It's totally possible that we think that way because not the first time they did it, not the second time they did it, and not even the third time they did it. The fourth time they did it, there was this one match that was so unbelievably significant and proved what AEW could be, and Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen was a part of it, and so we, we view him in a different way when he's 60 years old than we view him at 37. Um I, I don't think that's nothing, and I think for some guys, I think John Moxley is a perfect example. Well, that's a I, I, maybe I'm going to back it's, off it's, of that. It's just interesting because it's almost like that can't, and I don't want to say it can't, but I don't believe that it can happen again because I feel like this is in my, like this is an extension of what WWE has already done. Right, you know or, what I mean, or an extension like, this of exists WCW because WWE existed. Just, what if and, what if AEW rises to the cultural I mean, not and and different as far as the mainstream, but in wrestling terms, rises to what WCW was. Like that was historically well, well, but, significant. But, 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 but how do you look at that now? I well, look at it as very historic. Like I, I don't. But, but you look at it in a different way, in part because it's gone, right? Like Brent, right, what, yeah. what you're alluding to is yes, we do look at it a different way because it ultimately failed. But to Aaron's point. Right. If it doesn't, yeah. if if AEW really does become WCW and is WCW for a few decades, and to your point, 20 years down the road, we're having this conversation and AEW has been WCW relevant for 20 years, there there might be a different conversation. Sure. Um, I, and, and that's the only part I th- about I this. I think what I was just saying is we don't know. And I think I did say that several times. Like, you know what you're aiming for. You know what can make an impact. Here, you're gambling. Which, like, if you want to gamble, that's great. But the gamble, I mean, like, anyone with a brain can tell you that, like, the gamble on that side is not a sure thing. Well, but I you think, know what I mean? But I think everybody's in a different place to make a gamble, too, right? right. Like, of course. Everybody's of course. in a different and, place And that's sort of life. my point, too. Like, if you're 35, do you want to do that? Or do you want to, <laughs> you know, like, if you're 22, sure, do that all day. Like, it seems like more of a, a potential. You grow enough. That like, hey, that doesn't work out. You can still go to WWE for ten years and make money. Um, well, but on the flip, know, si- the flip side, the flip side, the argument might be this is your last chance, right? Like, in it, th- this might have been Kevin Owens' last chance to be significant in the history of of AEW, whatever whatever that ends up being, or, or in WWE. Sure, I mean, right. sure, <laughs> both ways, a hundred percent because of his and, and age. My point I, is I WWE has like... WrestleMania and AEW doesn't. I, I and and. I don't know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel solution for what that is for them. Like there will, I do believe they will try to do something of that significance. I just don't see it. I, I don't. I don't know that they want to have a WrestleMania, but I think that Aaron, it, it's far more likely that AEW tries to have a Wrestle Kingdom. You know, like yeah. they they want to have something. I, they, they will at some point try to run a. Bigger stadium show, a yep. for maybe maybe not the eighty hundred thousand, but a forty fifty thousand seat stadium. 
Yeah. They will try. Yeah. They will try. And and what that is, I don't know, right? Like, I don't know what the impotence is for them to be able to pull that off. And someone would say, well, your best chance was introduce CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, point them towards each other very quickly, and don't you have your stadium match, right? Like, yeah, definitely. It isn't, isn't that your chance? And then the flip side argument that would be, right, but you're doing that with two WWE people, that if you want to announce the way that you do you create something, the way that you create your WrestleMania, your Wrestle Kingdom, whatever it's going to be, is because it's MJF or because it's somebody that's your own that's in that moment that you created, that it's your thing. And so, you know... We'll it doesn't see. have to be two of them, by the way. Like, it, So if we're comparing this to kind of, you know, like going back to kind of the WCW comparison... They took the WWE guy, they took their homegrown guy in Sting, yep. they put them in on a collision course and put put on the biggest match of the 90s. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. mean, I mean we, we can argue about whether match. the match or good or good was not, but that was like as far as a single match, that was the most desired match Wait, of the 90s. What was? Hogan Sting at Starcade 97. I, I what? or 98, what yeah, 97. Hogan Flair was always the most desired match of the 90s. But it didn't do well. Like the, but that the, was the most desired. And Hogan oh, Sting no, was but, not but the most my, desired. My match. point is like it, it was the biggest bought pay per view because of this match. Like that that was the biggest. Not match. because of the match, I think because of the story they told and the, the story, NWO. But part of it was, and, you had yes, the WCW. I don't give Sting thing. that much credit for that. To be honest, I think it was important that it was a homegrown WCW guy. Kind of saving but WCW Flair would have been too. I mean, like I don't know. My point, my my point is simply like it doesn't have to be MJF or Darby Allen. If you told me that, right, these, right, it was like the, the huge wrestle whatever their version of WrestleMania is MJF against a you know face Brian Danielson or however oh, you want. A hundred percent. No, no, no. I'm with you there. Right. Yep. And I and I agree with that too. But again, hundred percent. We don't know if it's going to get there. Ultimately, look, I, I, I it, boy. I don't know what's going to happen, and, and we can look. I, I've already already revisited on social media by doing this. I the only disappointing thing now for me is that I will actually be furious if we don't get to Kevin Sammy at WrestleMania. And I know I'm the only person that thinks that. Not even that. I don't think it's possible. I'm just the only person talking about it. Um, but I'm 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 going to be furious about it because everything is there. With the one element being, we don't—I don't know exactly when Sammy's contract comes up, and so you know you'd have to deal with that too. Um, but and, and you have to wonder if this affects that at all. Sure, if of, Kevin of, signing affects of, that. Of, of course, of course, you have to wonder about that one hundred percent. And and I don't think that Sammy's someone who needs to leave either. And I know he hasn't been treated, you know, as well as Kevin Owens in in um, in creative. Like I understand that Kevin Owens has mattered more. Than Sammy has, but Sammy's mattered, and they've they've treated him as a certain type of character that matters to them, and you know I don't think he needs to go either. I, I just don't buy that. And again, the the idea that the grass is greener, I have we have not seen proof of the grass being greener. But if he wants to go, I I get that. Go, you know, go do something else. If that's what you want to do. I don't I won't disrespect that at all. But everything is there. Everything is there for for what would be such a significant moment almost for them to quietly give a middle finger to a lot of people 
to say, huh, you don't think we care about wrestling over here. It's really weird. Did you see who's fighting for the Raw title at WrestleMania? You know, only the greatest feud of the last 10 years that's been ongoing. Two of the most beloved professional wrestlers meeting in a blood feud match at WrestleMania. But you don't think we care about wrestling. Weird. It's such a no-brainer that, of course, they will not do it. Of course, there's I was no like, I'm not even letting it enter my mind of because it's just not going to happen. By the way, considering recent you know, developments, you know, I wasn't even considering going to WrestleMania. But that would make me oh, kind of oh, want to yeah, go. I mean, yeah, I love, yeah, trust so, me, I, mean, I, I love AJ, and I'm in the same boat as you. Yes. I have definitely said to myself, I don't think I'm going to go, if only just for my, like, quiet way of saying I'm still not happy. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if there was a Kevin Owens, yeah. Sami Zayn, and as I said to you uh, when, when Brandon and I were talking about it, it doesn't even have to be the main event, right? Like, you can pick whichever... Well, no, we know Roman's in the main event. Well, yeah, like that, but it's well, no, two that'll nights. that'll be a different day. Right. Oh, different day. Like, okay. like the night... I, I'm presuming the they're, they're going to want a, a women's main event on the other night that sure. it's not Roman, right? So the night that the women are in the main event, you can make that the championship match on the same card. And it's irrelevant whether it's the last match that happens or not. Because it is, as Brandon, you were just talking about, a main event. It is... One of the most important things that happens, and it would be the the excitement and the way that match would matter would be unparalleled in recent WWE history. It would be something we've never seen before. You taking this thing that we have cared about forever and giving it WrestleMania main event treatment. Could you imagine Holy the video package? F. It could be an hour long. Yeah, My I mean, it, it's God. the easiest documentary ever. Easiest oh. they've ever done. Oh, oh, it would just be the greatest thing they've ever done. But of course, it's and, not. And going we down. could all forget about the weird ass one they did last year. Right. Well, I mean, mostly we already have. <laughs> yeah. We mostly already have. All right. So that that's out of the way. Kevin Owens stays with WWE. As far as what actually happened this week, well, let's go with Kevin Owens. Sure. Um, I, I, I this, I, I'm trying to be as nice about it as I can. This stinks to high heavens. There is nothing about this that makes a lick of sense. And anyone who thinks they're reading into what's about to happen next, sure, just convince yourself of that. I'm they're sh- they're going to decide on that Sunday. Yeah, they, they don't know. I'm, they have no I'm, idea. I'm, I'm sure you know what's about to happen next. This stinks. This is a cluster F that it, it's it's not just bad that the only like that there's only one person that you have like any reason to root for in the match. It's worse that that person's the champion. Like. That's yeah. horrendous. Well, I, I got to play into what Aaron was. I mean, Aaron, I think they proved Aaron right, you know, a lot this week. Um, I, there was an abrupt, I don't know if the word is change of character or change of demeanor, but they basically made Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins like buddy, Chuckle buddy. House fun, fun loving heels. So and now and everyone's the, cheering them. And here's the problem in the meantime. <laughs> You just made Bobby Lashley overcome the odds and truly earn his way into the oh, match. They which... definitely played that out like he was a face. That I mean, well, yeah, yes, he was like, he's, he's like yes. he's not. This, at one this, point, this, he this, was this. he was pairing up with Big E to to right. to go against the other two. I mean, like he was also slapping hands when he came out. Like like there, there's so much weirdness about this whole concoction it of stinks. things. It's Thanks to and, high and then they heavens. have MVP, you know, cheat. Like, like, right. like what is happening? Like, 
nothing. Like, I, I thought there was legitimately a chance they were turning Kevin Owens face-ish because of the, the way they did. This way, I'm pretty sure they weren't meaning to do that with Bobby Lashley, but it was just the worst executed way to do it possible. Yeah, like, like they, they three weeks ago, came out and told you Kevin Owens is an asshole and he's going to be dirty and, and, and right. dastardly. And then over the course of the past few weeks have completely abandoned that. And now he's Mr. Funny, you know, like Mr. Joke House. Like, this is like the Jericho Kevin Owens thing. I mean, it's not because they're not really friends, but you get what I'm saying. They're like yes. the comic relief and everyone loves the comic relief. Like, you don't want to boo those people. Like, that's... I mean, at least it's a, completely this, and utterly insane is what it is. It's bonkers. And man. aside from that, they made Bobby Lashley like borderline Brock Lesnar. Like, so <laughs> no one wants to boo that guy either. Like, so like how, the, how do we the expect person coming, to come the, out to that? To, and that's what I'm going Biggie to get to win. The person who has been hurt the most from this is Biggie. 100%. 100, none of this is good for him. This is not good for him. This is... It's confusing. All of it's confusing. It's, and again, this goes back to like what I said a long, I, I, I'm not that concerned because I never thought this was supposed to be a long title reign for Big E. And, you know, I, I don't think Big E is hitting as a long-term champion in any way. Like, I think the moment was important. I think the moment mattered. I think Big E being champion mattered. I never thought he was somebody that needed to be a, a, a six-month champion or a 12-month champion, anything along those lines. But there needs to be some definition here. There needs to be an amount of definition about where you are going. Who's, who's, the, who's the guy we... I, I, I don't even know how to finish the sentence. There needs to be definition about any of this, anything at all. And it just comes off as such a cluster F that is is purposeless and you're trying to figure out what are they forcing here and why why do they force all of these element elements in at the same time we thought what they were doing with kevin owens is because he was going to leave well he's not going to leave we thought that what they were doing um was to set up ultimately a seth rollins versus uh big e match well if that's the case then why is bobby lashley in this like what what where are they going with any of this also well, how about that crowd reaction whenever um, whenever they announced that they were restarting the match? I mean, like the crowd. They, because they were building up a Bobby Lashley face running through everything. Of course right. we want to see that. Just, I'm going to go a step further than you, Glenn. Like, I was someone who thought, I, I do think Big E needed to carry the title to Mania. I thought it was important. Right now... If this is going to be what Biggie's story is between now and WrestleMania, get the belt off of him. Because I do think it has the potential, if they keep carrying this out and, and doing stuff like this, that it has the potential to be somewhat damaging to him. So if this is how the Biggie reign is going to be, end it at day one. I mean, the other thing is, he, this is going to be confusing us, and he's just going to beat all three of them in dominating fashion. But, and to, then, but then to line up for who? Right, <laughs> like, I don't know. They, they put mean, everybody like, in this match. Is, is that why Roman Reigns did that? I mean, like, I mean, I know that he's a heel and whatever, but like, I mean, this was sort of like that situation. Like, it was all confusing. We're like, oh, okay, we should have seen this coming. They wanted him to dominate both of these people. Like, what if this is a way to make Big E come out looking stronger? Um, and then he gets to fight Goldberg. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you so much. I, I so... mean, Edge is still there. I know you don't like that, but like, 
if but why would that make sense with Big E? Oh, okay, so, so you're it, saying Big E versus Edge, that's, who we, that's, we learned last year, it doesn't matter what you do, they're going to cheer for him? Right, no, that doesn't I'm, help Big E. I'm, I'm just saying there are other people out there. I don't think there, any of them are good. But there's other people. I mean, these aren't the only three contenders possible. Uh, um, you're gonna have to sell. You're, you're gonna have to sum like the 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 only answer that you could have outside of it, it, Edge and Miz are the only other two right now that are viable on on Raw. And, and neither of those are. I mean, Edge is not a WrestleMania match that we want to see because would, of, it would just be Miz multiple, would be interesting. To Miz me. would be interesting. We're but just, they, you're not putting that as a WrestleMania match. I just don't buy it. I'd love it, if it's, but, I don't but if buy it's it. the secondary match to you know Charlotte versus whoever, I mean, I mean, it, you, it, you, we can't forever like Miz is either that or he's not right. Like he's either worthy of a WrestleMania main event or he's not, and it can't be a, dependent on who his opponent is if the opponent is the champion. Um, like it it to, com- it comes off very much like you're doing it for the sake of doing it. I mean, it's just the re- it does unless not- they're telling the story. Unless whatever they come out with through this edge story is something that furthers him and isn't just same old Miz. Like if it's just same old Miz, like versus Big E, the way we're standing here today. But I think it depends on what happens in this other story, right? Like if that goes somewhere and connects to why he would be in the championship picture in some way, maybe. I think it has to go be it has to go beyond that though. It has to be why is this if not equivalent to whatever your SmackDown title match is, why should we basically why should we care about that match? Why should everybody let, care let me, about that let match? Let me be very clear. Nothing is ever gonna be equivalent to what the Roman No, 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 but but close to it. Like no, Bobby Lashley's entire wasn't equivalent, but it, they made that feel big. I have trouble with this one as much as I love Miss. Who, who, who versus who versus Drew McIntyre? Lashley? Lashley? Yeah, that's not even close. I'm sorry. It's not. No, it wasn't close, but it, it would be bigger than a Biggie Miz match. I, I, I don't know. That's uh, the no, same that's not neighborhood. Deba- that's not debatable. No, no. He's he's right about that. Not, look, and I and the, again, these are two people that I like, so this is an awkward thing to do. Part of the problem being that Miz was gone for a little while, and now you've spun him off with Edge, so it's sort of like its own thing that doesn't exist within the context of, of the... the re- those two guys working together doesn't feel like it's making... It feels like an all-star game, right? It doesn't really feel like something that matters within context. Um, that's a part of the problem that I have is that like it it genuinely feels like their plan is is something that involves a, you know an intergender tag match as well. It, it feels right. more like they're trying to keep them together through WrestleMania somehow, some way. Um, now, the fact that they have two... I keep forgetting that they they still do both the Royal Rumble and they have to go to Saudi Arabia and they have to do something with Edge in Saudi Arabia because that's how he's making his money. So, you know, they they have their you could other, do anything there. You you could have random tag match there with them. Sure, you like, could. I think it, if the idea is day one the singles match and Mania the tag match, I don't think that that's hard to stretch out. It's not hard, and because there can be another singles match between the two of them, you know, at at some point they don't have to do one you singles match. Do a stipulation match. match. I, I would argue you'd be better off doing a singles match, the tag match at Royal Rumble, and one more singles match at WrestleMania, right? Like whoever's you have Miz win this one in Atlanta, do the do the tag match at Royal Rumble, and then have Edge finally get his comeuppance. At I I think you do the they brawl and knock each other out at the Rumble. 
in the match. I just don't think that the blow off should be the the the, the tag match. I, I don't I don't think that's the blow off to a feud. Like that's uh, that's not I don't know that's not what the feud is. It's what you're forcing it to be because you want to do the match. Um, so I I would always do that in between and then get to a singles blow off. I mean, you could always do the the true blow off at uh, Pay Backlash. They could always do that, right? They could always do it that way. Um, whatever it is, I I I'm I'm. I find it unlikely that that's the case, but they would have a lot of work to do to try to sell me on that being something that mattered. Beyond all of this, it goes back to the original thing. Perhaps Brock Lesnar is going... It, Brock Lesnar might prove to be the baby face that goes over um, Roman Reigns to win a belt. The WrestleMania story is supposed to be about a baby face going over a heel champion. It's why the Big E thing... I, just have him drop the belt. Have a strong heel champion coming out of of day one and then start building a story with a rumble winner facing your strong heel champion whoever that is um you're just not there at the moment you got to figure out that's the definition part that i'm looking i'm looking for and again Sami Zayn, kevin owens would really solve it quite nicely would solve it so well for you but I, i'm sorry i, I can't i can't think, escape it do you think there's any way the rumble so there's two Now, when I say rumblings, I mean completely random. We want to do something with these guy rumblings, not this guy's getting into the championship picture rumblings. But so there are two generic two generic rumblings about two different people, one of them being Omos, one of them being Austin Theory. So they want to do stuff with these two people. Is there any way one of these guys? I mean, automatically, I say no to Austin Theory. It's nuts. But is there? Any way that Omos somehow is, it'd, it'd be a top three now. stupid thing they've done in a. Vi- I mean, there's. The- I, I I I actually just like if you had to tell me one of them was finding their way into a title picture at Mania, it would be Theory before Omos. Yes, and I don't think it's particularly close. Oh, okay. I, I I can't fathom what uh, Omos doesn't even qualify as a monster of the week yet. Like uh, Omos is, I mean, I hate saying that he's nothing. <laughs> Like but remember, you have to you have to assume that if they would do that, it would mean they would do an awful lot with. What you have know, you seen from Omos? Do... But what have you seen from him that suggests he doesn't move in the ring? No, I'm saying that there's rumblings that they want to do something big with him, right? I, oh, I, I'm, so... I'm sure. You know what? I think the something big is he goes over AJ Styles in okay. like some spectacular way at Mania. Yeah, I think th- a feat of strength makes doing something that's a remarkable feat of strength is something that I think they should try to do with Omos. But Omos as a as a champion, as somebody that I want to watch in a match, wh- where is that coming from? What what has someone else seen that I haven't? Well, I think there's you wanting to see it, and that's a whole other thing from what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm, I'm they would have let him have a singles match by now if they were even contemplating that. I, I think that the something is we want we want him to do some a spectacle. We want him to be right. a spectacle there, and I think you know him against AJ Styles and doing something truly. I don't know what the crazy thing is, but something truly crazy I think is plausible. So, so then what do we think about Austin Theory? I think They're that, doing something with him. I think they're paying they, a lot of attention to Austin yeah. Theory. Well, okay, there's two things that we have to have a conversation about here. The first is, it's it ain't working yet. We, we only think he matters. It's not proving that he matters. Um, and and I, unfortunately to them, this is juxtaposed in... What, what you're trying to do is create a character that is like MJF 
and it's really problematic to everyone in professional wrestling that MJF truly is so much better at this character than anyone else is capable of being. And so you got to be really interesting for me to hate you in a certain way because the bar done changed. Austin Theory right now is just a guy. He's, yes. he's just a guy. And the second part of it that's really problematic is Vince McMahon is not helping. Vince no. McMahon is doing nothing. The only thing Vince McMahon is doing right now is making me want to fast forward through the segment. He is, and I, and I say this because this hurts me. Say whatever you want about Vince McMahon, the person, or the business person, or the owner of a company, or whatever you want to say. Vince McMahon has been, for the majority of his life, the most relevant character that has existed in WWE. This, right now, is is Shane McMahon, if not worse. It had moments of good. No, it good. didn't. You couldn't understand what he was saying. <laughs> no, no, no. On this segment, you're right. The but previous segment. Every time he is talking in a voice, and they are not miking it in a way that it can come off as mattering. This is falling. But the, but the, the Sami Zayn flat. segment was good. The um the first Austin Theory segment was good. It was. This was yeah. awful. Here's the here's the thing though. It doesn't matter. They the way they're viewing it is. Austin Theory has the been in segments with, Vin, with right. Vince McMahon for three straight weeks. It doesn't matter what the the uh, segments actually are. We're giving this kid the rub. Well, there's no uh, question. By the way, to a degree, that. I look at it that way too. But it's, they're definitely signaling it. Yeah. No, there's no question about any of that. But it ain't working. I don't. I don't understand. Do you know how loud you would have to be listening to your television in order to understand what Vince McMahon was saying right now? You would have. No one can distracted watch and understand anything that Vince McMahon is saying it's bad television it's not it's bad production it's bad everything the voice isn't working the audio they have always had an audio level problem back backstage they had a problem with Brock Lesnar and yeah. um uh, yeah, they did. And, yeah. and Adam Pierce on Friday night. They have always had audio level backstage problems with how they mic people, whatever it is that they're that they're not, or they think they can use room mics in order to pull it off. I don't know what they're doing because I've never, I haven't gone this far into it. They have a horrendous backstage audio problem. It, it is almost unbearable at times, and it badly hurts in character development. It's a bummer because Brock Lesnar might have been doing some pretty good work on Friday night, but it was so hard to hear what those guys were saying that it mostly felt like a segment you just wanted to have over already. The whole story about the, what was it, a bear? I don't I remember what it was. The audio levels yeah, he was were... monologuing or whatever. Right, the audio levels were so bad that you just wanted to get it over with. Like, you couldn't enjoy it in any way, and it might have been great work from Brock Lesnar, but I couldn't enjoy it because I couldn't hear it. The, the Vince McMahon segments, you can barely hear and yes you would say well why don't you just turn your television up you're now putting the burden on someone have you seen the numbers for raw recently you're putting the burden on the audience to go out of their way instead of just changing the channel in those situations or if you're someone like me who pre-records it choosing to fast forward to the next thing 
This is a failure. Austin Theory is not getting a rub from Vince McMahon right now because Vince McMahon, between his own voice and the horrible production levels, and I think that it's more on... I, I get it. He's, he's, he's old, man. Like, this is tough. His performance is bad. It's not helping. I don't know what Austin Theory is right now. I, I don't know what he's... What is he? Is he... Vince McMahon's adopted son, and that's why you think that it matters? Like, that's what you're trying to sell me? Okay, but you haven't told me that story because I can't understand what he's saying. By by the way, my favorite thing of this Vince McMahon segment, though, because everything else was awful, is that, you know, based on what they showed us, we're supposed to assume that Vince McMahon just hangs out with Apollo Crews backstage. That, that was the most <laughs> random part about it. Like, I want, I want to go rewind that vignette and find out what him and Apollo were talking about. That is weird. I mean, it, 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 and, and, and in no way is addressed whatsoever. Known, known favorite of Vince McMahon, right. Apollo, Apollo Crews. Yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Um, I, I do think that they look at Austin Theory as someone who's young and talented and, and someone that's going to be something, and and what that is, I don't know. I think it's it's better to try to have him be Randy Orton in the future than it is to try to have him be you know an MJF type of character, um, but I, it, it ain't happening. Not right now, and the amount of work that you would have to do in order to make me care by the time we got to WrestleMania is is overwhelming like it's it's really overwhelming and I, I couldn't possibly fathom it um what what else from wwe we have a couple minutes here what else from wwe this week so we now know that it's definitely the singles like i, I don't want to completely rehash what we did with lesnar and reigns like do we have any more feeling about I, where this is going now that so we I, know that we do have the singles match at day one I think that this last week was a bit of a whiff for me. Like I thought what they did the week before was really good. This feels like I'm very, I'm very confused. I, I didn't, we do this already kind of, and then went nowhere before. Like, am I supposed to believe like we can't, I think we need to get to a point where, the, we've gotten to a point with the Romans with the Roman Reigns character, like that we know that character well enough to know that he's not stupid and he can't be stupid. So this can't be Roman Reigns being stupid, right? And I think the more that he just lets Paul do this stuff, either it has to turn out he's the one manipulating this, right? Or, or it can't. You can't do this because he can't. It can't be that he's the rube because he's not that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's the problem with this for me right now. I, I think we're going, and, and I was going to say, I think we're getting one way or another a huge Paul Heyman moment at day one, and that's going to be partially what leads to the the next match. And it, like that's going to be, wh- whether or not this is good, the, the result of the day one match is going to revolve around Paul Heyman. Well, I, I texted Glenn. If they think they can double turn this, they're insane. Because you can't. Right. And, and that, that was my first thought was, oh, man, they might actually try for a double turn here. But I, I agree with you. The only thing I would say in that neighborhood of a turn, if they wanted to say that we have. That somehow we come out of this with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar on Team Heyman, but separately, like. 
Lesnar to Raw, like that might solve. That would be the things. only way to do it. That's the, and I, I still don't love that, but like, I'll hear you. Like, and that might work out, and then ultimately, it comes back around somehow, or or it doesn't, or you know, whatever. Uh, so wait, are you painting the only way that that uh, I, I I can do the math for you to make it work? It's just that that works. If you were hell bent on it being Drew versus Roman all along at WrestleMania, and right. that's that right. answers the question as to why Bobby Lashley was pigeonholed into the championship match at day one, because then you get Brock because he's Bobby about Lashley. to win the belt, have Brock win the Rumble, and then have Brock representing Team right. Heyman. So Heyman's on both shows going to face Bobby Lashley for the belt on Raw, but it would be but awkward for it to be Team Heyman. On both shows, but the guy that he's representing on Raw is a face, and the guy face, that he's representing yeah. on SmackDown well, is no, a no, heel. Well, no, 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 no. I think, I think if you align them, he's a heel. Like, I think that turns him heel. You know what I mean? And I think that, again, the reason why I had that thought in the first place was because of what they did with Bobby Lashley on Raw, where they, but then MVP hits the guy in the knee. So I, I you know what I mean? It's all weird. But I did think when he was being kind of facey and fist bumping people in the front row, I thought, okay, well, if they want him to be a face champion, then you could have Heel Lesnar come. You know, because I do think when that match happens, I don't know. I was going to say something dumb. When that match happens, I don't know who I think should win. I, I really don't know. I, I, I was going to say I think Bobby needs to beat him. But I don't know if that's true. I just think that match needs to happen at some point. I, mean, I, I think, think it's insane that we're not right to, to, to some extent. I don't. I don't disagree with that, and it it solves a lot of like what we just talked about with where are you going out of this Raw Championship match. It would certainly solve a lot of things. It going moving Drew in sort of feels like a bit of a letdown because you're like, oh right, it was always gonna. Of course, it was always gonna right. be Drew, but it's it, to the same extent. At some point, you're gonna have to do it, right? Like, yeah. At some point, you're going to have to do that match, and if you're going to have to do it, I guess it might as well be at WrestleMania, right? Like, I guess so. So you can absolutely convince yourself that you can solve all of these problems like by, by doing that scenario. You can convince yourself of that thing, that you can pull it off that way. Is it the best thing? Is it the thing that we want? I don't know. You know like, I, I don't know. But, you know, there is, there is a solution that can be had. Um, with within those within the context of that. It's... All right. Anything else? I, I, yeah, I'm trying to think what else happened on the shows, and other than Zia Lee showing up, I can't really think of anything. All oh, right, Zia Lee showed shows. up. I do remember that yeah. now. Zia Lee. Zia Lee was there. You guys. <laughs> that was a very bizarre way to introduce Zia Lee. I thought. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, I, I don't hate it. I just thought it was weird. It was weird. It was for sure weird. But yeah, and I'm and I am in a weird place where like I don't know if I hate it either. But it was it was weird. Um, the only reason I say that is because we, I okay. So I do have a wrestling pet peeve, m many, but one of them is we are going to tell you who's going to debut, but then they're going to debut in a way that is like not planned. "Quote unquote," <laughs> you know. Like, yeah, but would you like, rather that, or would you rather have her face a jobber? I know, but the part where they tell you that she's going to be he, on he's saying in kayfabe, it makes sense. But it's the same thing as you have a show and you don't have a main event going into it. What happens if these people don't feud? Like you, you kind of have to accept it with wrestling. 
True. Um, I guess it's just one of those things that always kind of annoys me. It's like we've never seen this person before. You're gonna see them tonight, and then they're gonna just interject in the middle of something that looks spontaneous. You know, it's like uh, I don't know. Anyway, um, I guess the other thing we should talk about uh, the the Becky Live interaction. Did you think that was them purposely trying to let, write Live out for a little while, or doing the WWE thing where no, that that's setting up what we know is going to be a match at day one. They, they've match. announced it, right? Yeah. Did they it's ultimately announce it? Okay, I don't know. I think they did, yeah. Well, I know that she challenged her. I thought that Becky... And Becky accepted at the end. No, I, I thought Becky was just saying, like... Um, oh, if you can. Right, yeah. correct. I didn't think that that was... Okay, so so you think it could be penciled in now, but erased because Liv and Kayfabe can't... Well, I, I think the question is, what was, what was, the, was the point of that to... Uh, uh, WWE did tweet out afterwards that there will be a match so you are right that it was announced um so yes i think the question becomes well i don't know after you announce it maybe it's really difficult to do that i don't know it's not i mean they can do whatever they want they've done worse and and maybe part of what i'm asking is what do we want it to be right like maybe part of what i'm asking is this goes back to the conversation we had last week about when we want this with live do we actually think it's more problematic that they're doing this now where we assume there's zero chance that Liv Morgan is winning a title match at day one. And does that make us concerned that they're just going to forget about this and that Liv Morgan will just go back to being Liv Morgan afterwards? And and that's absolutely. But I, I think the options are write it off or write it to WrestleMania. And, you know, we had the conversation last week about which we'd prefer. And if we still want Bianca, then unfortunately you have to write it off. And I guess, right. I, I don't know if that's the correct thing to do or if it's even what i want it to do i don't know what to, i'm torn i'll be honest i'm torn because i want both of those things to happen and they both can't happen so like if, if this is you're telling us you have to write off Liv morgan to get back to bianca you know i i hate it because i think there was something there with Liv, but ultimately i accept it because you're getting back to bianca does she somehow win and then lose it like two weeks later that's a mistake in my mind Worse than just nothing at all. Uh, I mean, I don't. We're, yes, because I think it makes the Bianca the whatever the mania moment is. I think it it uh, lessens that. Um. Oh, like someone beating Becky. But what if it's really? What if it's? I mean, the story they're telling would make sense for her to cheat and beat her. A- right, Aaron. Aaron like, by the way, this person's number went missing from my phone among the many numbers that I lost in my phone. So okay. can you text it I'll, to I'll me, please? It. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Do you, know what I, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess I can just say it. Caprice Coleman's number went missing from my phone since we already announced who the guest was going to be. I have uh, We've had Caprice on quite a few times, but for some reason it, his number has just gone missing from my phone at this point. It's, yeah, but the, but the story they're telling, so so maybe that's the finish, is like she tries to cheat and she actually gets disqualified, you know? Like, I, I don't know. But they, there, there was some, yeah. a very pointed story moment on Monday. Where, yeah, where basically where I'm at is, whoever beats Becky should be someone you're willing to get behind. And I'm not in favor of someone winning temporarily just to put it back on Becky. I agree with that, by the way. I agree too, but they do it with Charlotte all the fucking time. Of course they do. (laughs) But we don't like that. Hey, my first F bomb uh, took an hour. So that's good. So yeah, but, but more and more, I, I fully believe this is writing live off and, you're just not going to capitalize on it. I'm worried about that. I mean, very much. I'm very concerned that that's what it is, which is a bummer. But, you know, I, I get your point about where we 
thought, you know, in, in valuing one versus the other, I, I certainly think that the Bianca thing is still, it still matters a lot, and it's still really what I want, but... Yeah, I want it. I, I guess I just want it all. That's really what I want. I want it all. All right, um, let's uh, let's let's take a, a sidetrack here because we've had a number of opportunities to catch up with our next guest over the years, and and in fact, um, at times he has moved me. I, when we had him on um, last summer in in the aftermath of two summers ago, in the aftermath of everything that was going on in our country, I legitimately started crying listening to this man speak. Um, he has been quite a bit uh, part of the heart and soul of Ring of Honor. And as you know, Final Battle was this past week. And what that company's future is, we don't we don't know. Um, and it was a very emotional night at UMBC um, for Final Battle. Joining us now, he is Caprice Coleman. He's back with us here on Jobbing Out. Caprice, it's Glenn along with Brandon and Aaron. It's great to chat with you as always, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week. I appreciate y'all having me again. I had so much fun the last time. I couldn't resist doing it. Bro, I'm telling you, man. Hey. You, you, you say fun. I, I, it, it moved me. Like It shook me to my core um, the way that you talked to us, and it was a conversation we needed to have, man, and I really appreciate you for that. Oh. Awesome, man. Thanks for the platform. Uh, Caprice, can you – I guess let's just start with Saturday night, right? Can you describe for so many people, um, a few people that we hadn't seen in a while, a few people, frankly, it, we, we, we really hadn't seen right, with Ring of Honor, um, what that night was like. And, and I say that I, – I was watching you know, some of my friends in the company. It seemed like this was about as emotional night as there's been in professional wrestling. Yeah, it was um it was powerful, man. It was it was great. It was better than expected and I I never understood really how this could be a bittersweet moment or whatever, but the bitter part was not knowing the future the sweet is seeing how much everybody poured into this what it might have been a last, a last swing, you know, it was like if we if it was our last fight, we definitely went down swinging. You know, uh to think about the emotion though, man. Um uh, that was the emotion y'all saw, but the, the real emotion was the last TV taping where, man, it was tears and people just, it, it was it was powerful. And I thought that showed as a, I guess, outlet for us to be able to really pull it together on the pay-per-view. And, and the emotion still came out like crazy because there's just so much love uh, in that atmosphere because, like, it's no secret, man, Ring of Honor is like a family atmosphere. And the people there, like, genuinely care about each other. And then with the fans, you believe it or not, like, we miss the fans. It's not like we don't didn't want them there because we didn't like them, you know. It was, <laughs> we genuinely wanted the fans. They were just taking care of us with the COVID protocol. But to have them back and the emotion they had, like, they were the ones that were very emotional because this was everything to them, you know. And uh, it, it, was, it was powerful to be there, man. I, I didn't know how I was going to get through it. And um, I came through on the other side in power, man, because it, the respect and love that we were shown it was second to none. Uh, I know you wrote about it for Ring of Honor's website. Um, or Actually, I, I saw you wrote about a, a really special person to you named uh, Jimmy Rave uh, who passed mm-hmm. away. And, and that I, I would encourage people to go check that out at ROHWrestling.com. Um, but, but Caprice, where, where you are and how you've grown up, with this company to now be at this point where wherever they're headed, whatever happens next. Can you tell me what ring of honor has meant to you as a human being? I think it's always been that company that did what they said it was going to do period. 
and they allowed you to to work. It was the place that I've always felt like, you know, not one better than the other, but WWE was the one that was like 75% entertainment, 25% sport, you know, and, and, and compared to TNA, it was like TNA is 50% entertainment, 50% sport. And I just felt that Ring of Honor was like 25% entertainment, 75% sport, you know, and they allowed the people to be who they are and, and pull out the best, from each other out of from an athletics point of view you know and so some people looked at ring of honor as a step to go somewhere else but then there were some athletes that looked at ring of honor as where they wanted to be at and to be a part of that and to see the atmosphere that when you're on that level and that's what you want to be there are people there that have your same job that will still spend time to make you better because they see that in you you know and that's the type of atmosphere uh that Ring of Honor had really good at you. So many people miss uh, one of the main things that was going on at the end of um, the TV taping and stuff is how when people would give each other a hug, like the encouraging statements they would give each other, which most of the time was like, man, you were this of the company and you really did that. And when you did this, it was stuff that, you know, people endearing statements that people remember from a friendship level and not just a personal level of, of really telling that person who they are and what they meant, you know, and I think what ring of, that's what ring of honor has been. It's just been that place that treated you as a family and not as a, a number, you know, to see how many numbers you're bringing in. Um, and I just think if you look at pro wrestling now, I feel the majority of the people that made it and that's making wrestling big right now came through us period. Hmm. So what, true. You know, what was the talk like that, that weekend? Just was it more looking ahead? Was it more reminiscing? Was it people, you know, l- trying to live in the moment as much as they can? Just kind of what was the feel with so much unknown and just so much past history with you guys? Um, excitement, nervousness, you know, and, um, and then with the, the ones that I've talked to, like I said before, just the mindset of them wanting to make this the biggest, the baddest, the best, like in spite of, um, because I think we're all hopeful that in April Ring of Honor is returning, and and we're hopeful that we want to do that show to where, you know, if we are taking this hiatus, however Ring of Honor comes back, you want to jump to see it because you saw this last pay-per-view. There are a lot of people that watch a pay-per-view that hadn't seen Ring of Honor all year. You know what I mean? But but they watch that pay-per-view, and, and I believe they're captivated. They're blown away. You know, and, and we hope to get them, you know, addicted to us. So when they come back, you know, um, when we come back, that they're there. He is Caprice Coleman, and he's with us here on Jobbing Out. Caprice, what you just, you know, said, it, it sort of alluded to where I wanted to go next, which is I know for some guys they're going to rush off and they're going to have a, a big free agent opportunity waiting for them. And, you know, we've already seen a little bit of some of that, and, and we know that more of it will come. But what you just said is really important to me. In that attitude backstage, you're saying that there are a lot of people that within the company that still want to be a part of Ring of Honor, whatever that looks like come April. And for you specifically, I know you've got other things that you know you do in your life, right? Like being being a, a broadcaster, being a wrestler has never been you know the only thing that you do. Do you still believe that Ring of Honor is personally part of your plans moving forward? Well, I hope I'm hopeful. You know, and when I use the word hopeful, um, I don't say it like, you know, many people which would replace the word hopeful for maybe, you know, hopeful.
hopeful means I fully hope I have full expectation of a positive outcome of this situation, you know, and and I feel that way. I'm also prepared if it doesn't, you know, because, you know, that's our jobs, you know, and so if you if your job is not there, then you need a job, you know. Um, but I will say Ring of Honor uh, has always got first dibs with me and their family. And even when this happened, it happened out of them really going down swinging. They took care of us during the pandemic. Like other companies, like WWE fired like 200 people during the pandemic, you know, and other people didn't book others as much to keep from paying them, you know. But Ring of Honor kept everybody on salary and even put some people on salary that were on, you know, uh, per date thing to keep them to make sure they were taken care of. They took even more care of us, you know, when we came in for TV tapings with the COVID testing and with the separate rooms and all the bylaws and laws that they had in place to keep us safe. You know, um, what other company is going to put themselves on the line like that? And so it caught up with them. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not angry because they told us before they told the world, you know, so stuff like that happens. It's a sport, man. But to know that your company went down because of protecting you and not went down because of neglecting you is big. So when we got to Saturday night, you, you were on the broadcast crew. Was there any one moment you're going to remember? Was there anything that hit harder than you thought you would? Anything really stick out or just kind of how did the day go? How did the night go? Uh, all of it was amazing. But when you said stick out, I think the main thing, stuck out to me was Red Titus winning the TV championship. Mm-hmm. I don't think that could have been done any better. Yeah. I didn't think there was a, a more deserving person. I don't believe there was a person in the room that didn't believe that that should have happened. And, and also, in saying that, I don't believe there was a person in the room that thought that was going to happen. When it happened, I believe it shocked everybody and everybody enjoyed it. Oh, it was perfect. I mean, it really was perfect, mm-hmm. right? The story you guys were telling and read, oh, it was such a perfect moment there. Yeah. there there's one other image from that night that I wanted to talk about, and that's okay. that's the group of you standing in the ring together, black performers, oh, raising your fist. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how, how did that come about? What, you know, t- take me through how that happened. Um, that we ended up getting just this unreal image that I know meant a lot to a lot of people. It was unreal. Um, and it was Shane Taylor's idea uh, and all, and, and we were just going to do it, man. I believe Ring of Honor um, was the first, I'm not going to say the only, but the first company that let so many of us African-Americans do what we do and not put us all in the same boat. You know what I mean? As far as like thinking they're all the same person, because, you know, there are stereotypes in pro wrestling. It is what it is. And and a lot of times in pro wrestling, they feel like if you got the black person there, uh, he's representing the whole race. When there's so many of us that are part of this race that can play a multiple of parts, not just a thug, not just a rapper and not just a mad person. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so for to have a place that will allow you to show there were ten people nine or ten people in that ring. The other two were in the main event. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. So to allow a platform to allow that many of us on the same place and with those eleven people, eleven totally different um characters to prove ourselves. That that's unity in itself is to prove and then for us 
each one of us knowing that, like, this is what we do. This is what we live for. And we're at a place that where when I grew up, one of my favorite wrestlers was Rocky King. Because he looked like me, because he talked like me, because he walked like me. So I went from having a favorite wrestler that I wished won a match one day to being in a room, a ring full of winners on the highest pay-per-view together in unity that looked just like the person that I wished win a match 30 years ago. That's powerful, bro. I mean, that's really it's it's powerful that you're now doing that for a group of people that that saw that same image, right? Yeah, um, and, and and I didn't mean to cut you off, but think about this: me as a kid thinking I want to be a pro wrestler one day, I didn't have many people to to look at that looked like me that made me feel like I couldn't do it. You see what I'm saying? Yep. But look how mm-hmm. many somebody like me at a younger age could turn on TV now. And see a Shane Taylor, see a Kenny King, see a Caprice Coleman, see a Cheeseburger, see a Eli Isom, see see uh, uh, Jay Lethal, see Jonathan Gresham. You see what I'm saying? See Moses, see Khan, see yep. O'Shea Everett, see Ron. There's a, a plethora of people. You can turn on WWE. You can see uh, Cedric Alexander, Selton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley. You can see these people at championship levels that look just like you. You know what it gives you to fill enough? I can do that because I see somebody that looks like me doing it. And people are like, oh, nobody thinks like that. Okay, well, you've been in conversation where it's like, oh, he's a girl, so should never be president, and and it was a okay answer. It was wrong, but you, it was kind of like looking at it logistically. It's like, well, he's never had a female president. It's possible now. It matters. It, it matters. It matters now. It matters to see somebody looking like you being in a place you want to be because it's like a stamp of approval that says you belong here. And now we're in a world to where anything you now we can truly say because we heard it when we was little. It was just hard to believe because of what we've seen. But when now we truly live in a place that you could be whatever you want to be if you work hard at it and you continue to try your best at it. It's legit now. I know. I, was say, I got a buddy named Alan McCallum, and he was like, before before Barack Obama was elected, he said. I I believed it was possible for us to have a black president because they had one on 24. This is not a joke. He yeah. said, that's what made me believe, and Alan's black, he said, that's what made me believe that one day I might have, uh, we might have a black president. And I was like, that's crazy. Wow. Like, like, that's what it took for him, yeah. Wow. I don't know if it would have took that for me. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, wow. I mean, it's, but, it, you know, it's something that obviously, you know, Aaron and I and, and Brandon, we we don't. It, it doesn't hit it the same way for us, right? Because yeah, because it's, it's no, it's, it no, can't. it's like, and even there's some people that are like, "Why is this a big deal? Why are you still talking about this in 2021?" Because we're not looking at it. I want to make something clear: we definitely weren't doing it as a point of we've been held down. This is bad. You should help us taking a knee because we've been disrespected. This was a point of. We were able to prove who we are, mm-hmm. and we appreciate you, and we're all together on this. Yep, it was a celebration. It was, it was yeah. a celebration. It wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't a. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like a stand again statement. Yeah, yeah. It was. It wasn't an fu moment. It was a right. look at uh, us. We did it. It wasn't a protest. It was a celebration. Protest is yes. the word I was looking yeah. for. <laughs> there we go. You know that happens when you're looking for, like, no other word will work, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing y'all trying to be throwing, nice. Like, that's not the word I'm looking we're for. Throwing, <laughs> we're throwing them all out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, we can just use protest. That's the one that works yeah. here. There we go. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. That's it the one that works protest. here. 
Um, so Caprice, for you personally, what are the, what do the next few months look like then? Obviously, like you know, clearly, you know, you, you the date is out there in April, and whatever Ring of Honor ends up looking like, you're saying you want to be a part of that. But in, in until then, what does life look like for you? That's, that's a little uncertain. I'm blessed to be in a position to where, you know, I'm, my lifestyle was not going to change because of wrestling. You know, I'm blessed to be in a position to be able to still duplicate what I was making there. I just have to go get it now, you know. But I'm always um, hopeful and, and looking, you know, other places to work. You know, I love the indie scene, man. I, I love the indie scene so much that while I was under contract, great ring of honor. I requested to still be able to work the Indies, even being under exclusive contract because they put me on commentary. I was like, hey, you got me on commentary, man. I said, you know, if you need me in the ring, you know, you're going to have to understand that it's been however long you've had me on commentary that I've been in the ring because I'm exclusive. You know, so they let me work Indies, you know, to do that. And that was that was a way for me to do what I love, man. To, that, to me, the Indies... It's like, you know, you can you can be a comedian on BET or Netflix or whatever like that, but a lot of those comedians, to, to hone their craft, they go to a little, you know, club show that that they're from to practice their material or to get that stuff right or to find that love again. And to me, that's what the Indies is. Can I, can I ask, you're not someone who came through here, you know, the same way as some other guys did. So there'll be other guys, I'm sure, that will be able to tell some more stories. But, you know, you've been to the MCW Arena a few times in your life. Um, we, we've learned in the last couple of weeks it's going to be gone. Um, they're moving on, and MCW's in a good place, and they're going to have plenty of options. It's just it's not going to be at that. It ain't going to be in a flea market in Joppa any longer. Um, from your experiences there, can you can you tell us a little bit about how much that place maybe meant to this region when it comes to professional wrestling? I think um, MCW was a house um, that started a lot of people that we adore right now, um, a place to, to work at, you know, a place to come to um, on a regular basis. And I think what MCW was to many is what, like, uh, NWA Wildside or Anarchy was to me is that place that you know is doing a show every other week or every, you know, it's, it's, it's constant. It's not maybe we'll do a show or we find a place to do it. It's we're doing a show here. This is where the crowd is coming to. So not only are you able to work, you're able to run and work in front of a crowd that's familiar to you, which forces you to continue to get better, to stay relevant, you know. And so that type of atmosphere prepared a lot of people to go straight to TV, you know, or, or, to, or, or to get positions. Uh, to get jobs uh, in places, yep. you know, and not just wrestling, you know, because just like NW Wildside, when you're running the TV, not even the TV, but when you're running shows that regularly, you have jobs you have to maintain to keep that kind of stuff going, promoting yourself, promoting things, learning sound systems and productions and stuff like that, you know, something that um, that happens that often needs those people, you know, need those people. No doubt, no doubt. All right, Caprice Coleman. We're we're look, man. We've been we've been to so many Ring of Honor shows in our lives. Like it's been such a you know because it's it's our home team, right? Like this is we've been blessed in Baltimore to to have the opportunity to spend you know four or five hours at a time just sitting in watching Ring of Honor over the years. So we too are rooting for April to come around and for Ring of Honor to continue to be a strong viable 
professional wrestling promotion that uh, that people can enjoy and and kids can get out to see and fall in love with pro wrestling that way. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's get your plugs in. I know it's at Caprice Coleman on Twitter. What else can we plug for you, brother? Uh, I think it's at Caprice Coleman on, on Instagram as well. Um, yeah, that's it, man. I mean, look out for me. I'm, I am doing stuff. You know, I am busy. Uh, so if I'm in your area or whatever, come out and see me. I'd love to see you. Uh, I think this pandemic has proven that we need you. Like, we need the crowd. We need our fans to support us. We need our fans out there, you know, because without y'all, it's literally none of us, you know. No question. And so uh, looking forward to seeing some of y'all. And uh, I post where I'm at, and I'm hoping for the best. And so if you're praying people out there, pray for the best for Caprice, you know. We'd love that. And uh, that's it. Absolutely. Well, we always want the best for Caprice, whatever that looks like, man. You have uh, you've been a friend to us, and – um, you know, we, we can't wait to see what's next for you, sir. Caprice Coleman, always appreciate you taking the time for us. Thanks so much for doing this this week. Hey, thanks again for having me. Excellent. Thank you to Caprice. Uh, he is a ten and a half as a human being goes. And um, Aaron, you just want to take a couple minutes here to tell me what, what mattered most to you. I know you were lo- watching live on Saturday night. I had to go back and try to watch it. I wasn't able to get out to the show. Um, but what's jumped out at you most about Final Battle? And really... Yeah, kind of where we are in this sort of unknown that we're alluding to with Caprice. Like, there are there are storylines set into place on a professional wrestling show on Saturday, and we have no idea where any of those are headed. I mean, what what he said was kind of the moment of the night to me as well. That red tie, as when I saw the Fatal Four Way, like it didn't hit me until everyone was coming out. But when I saw the Fatal Four Way was set up, I was like, this has to be Red Titus, like. You know, when we had him on, was it probably about a year ago at this point? I had uh, I had mentioned at that point, you know, it was the Briscoes were there the long. Obviously, the Briscoes are Ring of Honor. But outside of the Briscoes, like, Rhett Titus was that guy who had been around since 2007, 2008, just the constant presence at Ring of Honor. And even though he hadn't won, I think he had won the tag titles a few times, had never won a singles title, had never really been in a super prominent uh, position on the card, but he was always there. So there was no better way for that match to end and for that image to happen than Rhett Titus finally getting that singles title. It was perfect. I thought that was absolutely the right call on a number of different levels. And um, there there were just great moments throughout. And something Capri said, I think really hit is that there were a lot of people watching who hadn't watched before. And I think there were a lot of people who kind of discovered you know, yeah, Ring of Honor has, has it isn't what it once was, but there's still a lot there. There's still really good wrestlers. There's there's still really good characters. There are still really good matches happening on Ring of Honor. And as you said, there are storylines, which we'll see if that's going to be something where we see them play out at GCW and Impact and AEW and PWG and everywhere else. Well, we'll see if it's one of those or if it's something that continues with, you know, whatever Ring of Honor becomes. But there's something there. This wasn't, as much as it was, you know, the end of an era, it it didn't feel like the end of Ring of Honor. And you could see pieces where even if Ring of Honor isn't what it once was, we kind of, you know, we we rag on the idea of, of titles going to different companies and stuff. With Ring of Honor in particular, with you know, uh, Gresham after he won the title, which uh, another fantastic moment, because as I tweeted out then, like, if there is someone on the current Ring of Honor wrestler who could have been 
on any on the roster at any point from 2002 to now and like feel like Ring of Honor, it was Jonathan Gresham. You know, he said afterwards, I'm going to defend this title. I'm going to defend this under Ring of Honor pure rules. And I'm, you know, there are people who I want to defend it. And he, he alluded specifically to Danielson, plus at least, you know, one other who knows with Phyllis Punk or whoever. Um, that's something I would be interested in, just seeing kind of a barnstorming under Ring of Honor rules, making it different, making it a reason why it's not just another title showing up barnstorming that I think could be really interesting. Okay. All um, right. There were, there were, yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting on that side of the equation. I, I don't think that's the best move for AEW to have that be part of their show. Uh, I, I think it depends how I think it depends how it's used. I don't. I, mean, I, I it, wouldn't it, say the, the other stuff wasn't good, so I don't know how this would be good because uh, it's different. I, well, like, like, like the Triple A titles are being defended exactly the same way as the regular tag titles. The the women's title is defending this way. It's if still you're telling not me their this, title though, I understand. But and I'm not saying make it a major. Like I don't want to see a six month feud on AEW. I, do I want to see have, like if they have this match on Dynamite, it's going to be 40 minutes long, right, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. If if you're framing it as you know, I'm going to we're going to pop in here. It's going to show up around. It's going to show up at GCW. It's going to show up at PWG. It could show up in New Japan. Well, no. And everything and else you said, I think, is fine. Right, I, I don't, but, I don't, but I, don't, I don't mind the idea of it popping up in AEW here and there. Here's what I would say, right? Like the way that I think it works, I don't think it works with it being Brian Danielson. Because I think the problem with that is, why do I? They won't let him lose, <laughs> right? Like what? I mean, they're not going to let. They, they won't even let him lose their own company. They're not going to let him lose to this other guy. So, so that's not good, right? Like, I mean, you can say, well, Brian Danielson got to be. That's, it's, but it's, it's a little bit. Unfortunately, it's Christian Cage winning the Impact Championship for a minute. What? Yes. It didn't happen in Ring of Honor. So, how does it help Ring of Honor that Brian Danielson was their champion again? Unless part of the deal is that Brian Danielson's going to do the first Ring of Honor show back in order to drop the belt again, right? Like, But that's part of the problem is, is AEW okay with Brian Danielson losing? Who, who would that person be? Is it to lose it back to Gresham? Like, is AEW okay with Brian Danielson losing a match to Gresham? It, it seems unlikely like, to me. Like when Kenny lost, it was their own guy. And then they had that guy that they don't care as much about go and be the impact champion. This would be a whole different right. thing if it's not there. Like so, this would almost turn into like someone, you know, MJF. <laughs> I don't right. even know. Like, like I said, else I beats, don't, yeah, I don't want, and honestly, if it was up to me, I would have Danielson compete for, cause I want to see Danielson versus Gresham in a pure rules match because who the hell wouldn't want that match. I'd rather see it in PWG or GCW or something. And well, we know or Ring that, of Honor. That would be awesome. Well, yes, or Ring of Honor if, you know, depending on what I'm just saying, if Ring of Honor isn't a TV show anymore, if Ring of Honor, you know, more exists as this traveling thing that this, you know, the NWA, you know, the titles once were than as an actual company, I I wouldn't mind like that's the way to do it in my mind, is that you have kind of this thing that's still distinctly Ring of Honor being defended on these uh, shows. I get the theory. Um, I, 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 I'm part of it is I just don't trust it, and and secondarily, part of it is 
I, I would just need to know more about who's involved, what it looks like, who benefits from it. And I think what I come back to is I don't know that I'm interested in Ring of Honor just being sort of a traveling thing. I, I just don't. I'm trying the, to say. The NWA thing was not good. It was just another belt. That It was just another belt that they treated as a secondary title. Well, I'm, I, that's, but that, it's a different. I, I'm not even talking about from well, an AEW perspective. Well, he was saying it could be like that. Right. That's the only reason I I'm saying from an AEW, from a, from a ring of By honor. By the way, when pers- I said NWA, I, I meant it the more old, like the, the, the old NWA. Yeah, ways. the old yeah. NWA. Well, right, right, but like in WCW in the 80s or like the late, early well, 90s. Well, that was when they were NWA. I, I'm, I'm more talking legitimately. No, like, no, no. This like is... Rick Rude held the NWA title in WCW. That's what, that's what I, I thought you were mentioning like that. Like, um, Rick Rude was one of the guys. I try to remember who else had it. That's the one that comes to mind. Barry Windham, I think, held the NWA title in World Championship Wrestling as WCW. Like they held on to that belt and they still had their own belt. Right. And it was really weird. That's the only. I thought that's maybe yeah, what I, you were I, I meant more in like the classic territory where they show up on a show and they defend the NWA title. Oh, like they show up in North Carolina, and North they show Carolina up in or Texas. Yes, got, exactly. Got, got, and got and my point would be then it's not Brian Danielson, right? Like the Gresham shows up on if he shows up one week on Rampage to defend the Ring of Honor belt against Darby Allen. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know that. I don't. I think I would disagree. He, he wouldn't fit in a pure rules match. Yeah, I don't. I think I would disagree about it being Darby Allen too. I think. I think you're still shooting Kyle O'Reilly if he's on the sure. show. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly would be a little bit closer to what I'm talking about. Could I? Could I find some value in that? Yeah. Is it for Ring of Honor? No. No. Not at all. Um, I, I'm more talking. About- Strictly for us, right? And that, I'm not and, even and talking I guess, about if it's good for companies. But I guess that's what I'm going to come back to: is why continue the Ring of Honor belt if it's not good for Ring of Honor, right? Like, if Ring of Honor gets nothing out of it, what's the point? And if the ultimate answer is, well, Ring of Honor really just does go away and you just sort of usurp the pure championship into you know AEW. Well, okay, now you might be onto something at that point. Like, there there might be a conversation there, but trying to force it a little bit that is tough and, and to your point that is different than just another belt if they did it that way right like if yes. they did it with glenn saying right they adopted the concept of it okay i'll hear you right. there. and take some of the people that have been involved with it and 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 fold them in okay that's a little bit different and i'm i'm talking right. about that but that but that's I, death, I'm all about that. but that is also yeah, death like of that. ring of honor in the process right, right. like and, you, and i don't like yeah. that yeah. I, I, I'm more just going off of Gresham's speech at the end where he said, I'm Ring of Honor champion. It will be defended under pure rules. I will ha- be having you know matches with important people. So I was like, okay, there's potentially something there. Yep, there's some potentially. Potentially there's something there. We'll see. Uh, also, Braun Strowman showed up. That one's interesting. Simply, I don't know what the play... Like, they're, they're pushing EC3's stuff, yep. but I don't know to what end. Yep. So that's worth keeping an eye on across wrestling just to see where they're going with it well there's not a lot of options right now right like this is the the reality is your options are either you're going to AEW or you're going to uh impact for the most part like i get that mlw exists and is a thing but yeah, I'm trying to say this I mean, as there is GCW. Isn't, like we we can't well, necessarily. It, it, okay. Isn't Lucha Underground coming back? Wasn't there something about that too? Well, no, they're they're they were folded into MLW. Oh, yeah. got it. 
So if they can, oh, yeah. if MLW can prove to be, if if Ring of Honor going away for a little while is the way that MLW announces, we want to be a thing. We want we want to be a top four. You know, there's an opportunity, right? There's an opportunity there a little bit to do that, but. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It, I, I did think that was weird. It was just a weird. I'm like, what? What? Why is he here? Like, yeah. How does? I, I, I tweeted out the same thing. I was like, I, it was weird. It was also very meandering. The segment was kind of very weird until uh, the Titans showed showed up. But like, my my exact tweet was like, there's something potentially compelling about like an outside force railing on the three letters while showing up to three letters just from, if, if you take away the, the weird dichotomy of that, um, there's something there, but I, I don't know what it serves. Like, is it just to serve EC3's shows or is it like an actual thing that, you know, is going to exist in wrestling? I, That's I kind of the big question there. Don't, don't know. We will have to find out in the coming weeks and months. All right, quickly to um, AW and NXT this week. Obviously, the AW story is they give an effing hour to a match without a finish. <laughs> it was a great match. It was a great match. What Until the end. The bloody F is that. Glenn, why did the crowd boo at the end of the match? What? It was. It, it was. A well, really I, gra- it was. A, this was one of the greatest matches anyone's ever seen. Haven't you read the internet? Like there's. There's this is a this is gonna go down in history as one of the greatest matches ever. Holy Why F. did they boo? It's the greatest match ever. So I mean it's just unbelievable. <laughs> it's you, just they're, they're, unbelievable. There's cause there's just so many things here. You gotta pick one and stay in that lane. If you don't want to match with a finish, don't have it go an hour. An hour to just say Ah, gee, gosh, golly, that was fun, wasn't it, guys? All right, on to the next thing. Hour. There, there was there was a minute there where I thought, oh, man, like this would actually be kind of clever if they sub because you know as soon as they said five minutes, we everyone thought draw, 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 and I was like, man, if they finishes at like fifty nine forty five with Paige winning, that would actually be a kind of a clever way to subvert expectations there. No. Do you know when I knew it was a draw? The second it commercial the 40 break. Minute, yeah. Would it hit the 40-minute mark? It's, no, it was before that, but, but not that much before. Like, as soon as they st- hit the second commercial break, I was like, ah, I see. I see what they're doing. And, and part of me was like, this is why it's starting the show, too, and not at the end. Um, not that the end was that much. Uh, I, I didn't well, mind we'll the starting there. it, even if we <laughs> hadn't done the draw thing, because I kind of, we talked about this, the, I feel like NXT did that once, had like, their huge match go on first just with the idea of you know that way we don't know how long it's going i don't hate that but yes in retrospect well it's clearly because of the draw i mean i i got especially considering what they put on last i got i got nothing (laughs) i got nothing man um anyway i i assume that means that they think this has to be a main event at their next pay-per-view but what what is that february February, yeah. Unless it's they have a you know huge January show. That's well, well hopefully because remember he he drew with Kenny Omega and didn't get another shot. 
So, I mean, so who knows what this means? Well, no, I, I, I think the, the only way, like, again, not that this makes it good, but the only way that this makes any sort of logical sense is if they want to turn this into a, a you know, we, we kind of talked about how, you know, now that Hangman has the title, like, how do you keep him as a hot baby face? Well, if you give him something to chase, as in the Danielson win, like, there is some logical sense there. I still don't think it's good. But there is some inherent logic that. there. I, I don't. I didn't say I liked it. I said there's some inherent logic there. So you have to have like this has to end with Hangman going over Danielson in the very near future. Um, I, I, I think it does too. And again, if yeah, unless yeah. unless, and this is what I always go back to, unless like I said about Big E, and I said the same thing about Hangman. It's not really the the story. There isn't really a Hangman story to be told. Then to have Danielson win. Well. Immediately. Like, don't go through this charade, if that's the case. And I think there's a difference between him being champion for four weeks and a champion for, you know, two and a half months, right? Like, I, I do think there is something there. Um, but, I don't know. It's not, this was, This ain't it, Chief. Whatever you thought you were doing, this was, this ain't it. Like, it, it, whatever value you think there is in doing this great match, and it was, it was a great match, it immediately gets wiped away. Immediately is wiped away because just that sucks. That sucks so much. You want to have a classic match? Finish it. Just finish it somewhere. Even if you finish it in a way that's cheap, finish it. Have there be a damn winner, man. Well, ah. I think it's hard. I think it's hard to finish it cheap when the challenger is the heel. I think right. I, and you're not changing the title. I mean, I think I think this this is a weird place to be because, you know, even the way they finished the match where they let him hit his finisher, Danielson wasn't knocked out. He was rolling around like, on the, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, it didn't even look like he would get pinned in that moment. That's the part that I thought. Like, I was like, if you're going to do this and you're usually you're telling the story of someone would have won, but the time ran out. Right. Like, right. usually you do it with a challenger doing it. That's the right. really tricky part there. But they but they didn't even do it at all. They like he hit the finisher. I disagree. I, I think they No, go back it was, and watch. It was no, Brandon's it was approaching. It was getting close to that, but it wasn't this wasn't he was literally about to get on top of him to pin him and the clock ran out, right? No, he rolled out he rolled out of the ring. Yep. Daniel Bryan ran rolled to the corner. He wasn't knocked out from the move. So it was even more weird because like in theory he should just be laying there. And then the the bell rings, so that like he could have pinned him, but he didn't have time. That's like to me, that's the only story you tell with a draw is someone would have won, but the time ran out. I don't know why else you do this. Like it was very well. That that that's I think the story they were. You know whether or not they actually. The, that's kind of what I thought they were going for is that you're going to come out of this with Danielson saying. You know, some champion you are, you couldn't beat me, I'm still better than you, blah, blah, blah. You know, in, in a cocky, deranged heel way, and Paige will have to, whether this makes sense or not, and, and this is the part that makes it really, I don't like it at all, because it doesn't make sense from right, a Right, if a I had champion. five more seconds, I would have pinned you. Yeah, like, Paige should just be like, I did beat you, I'm the champion, but they're going to spit it into, I have to beat you to prove it, you know, to prove to everybody I can beat you, which is, is fine and all. I just I don't particularly like it, well, but that's the only logical way to go is that you're going to have Paige say I did beat you. Danielson said no, you didn't beat me, well, and Paige because he's the the hero has to prove that yeah, I actually can beat you. But you can't have the hero say he beat someone he didn't beat. He didn't beat him. 
You, you can't like but, the but heel's that, the but, one that would but say that, that. Makes the hero look bad, honestly, that he was saved by a draw, basically. <laughs> no, the hero wasn't saved by a draw. No, the I, other I know, guy but, was. I no, I, I understand, but that's why this is so tricky. Is you're also you want to make the champion look strong. But that's why this sucks. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> is that I honestly I don't hate draws necessarily as much as you guys do. In this no, case, no, no. it doesn't and make any fucking sense. Listen, I don't hate it just because it's a draw. Like if you do it well and you tell, like, like, you know, hindsight being twenty twenty, the, the 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 Kenny Omega thing probably, eh. But like at the time, I thought, okay, you at least told this story the right way. You know, like Brian Danielson would have won the match. That's the way that story goes. Well, no, actually, they specifically didn't tell that. That's why I liked that story so much. Is that they didn't? They were just they were still brawling with each other when the bell rang. I thought in, he had uh, him in his finisher. Uh-uh. That that was because we, we talked about that after. So I was like, I actually like the fact that they didn't resort to the old, uh, the face is, ju- is about to win, but we're ringing the bell. Are you sure? I don't, I don't remember. Th- we, we had that conversation. Yeah, I believe you. I mean, I do. Okay. I believe yeah, I believe you. You, you, you tend don't. to remember these things yeah. much better than I, I mean, do. It might not have been perfectly brawling, but it wasn't one of those, this is very clearly Danielson is winning thing. I, I think there are times for draws, but usually it's because you want to tell the story of the, you know, the person really needs to beat the person. That, and in usual cases, the challenger really wants to be the champion and aren't quite there yet. This is the one step to the next step, which is them winning the title. But he's already won the title. So unless you're portraying that Danielson is clearly the superior person, which you can make that argument and you can make that play. I just don't love it when you already have the title on a guy that you're saying that the champion is not the superior person. I, I've never liked that. You know, we've, we've gone through that many times on this show. I, I don't understand what the purpose was. Okay, so Aaron, while you're technically right, as soon as the bell rings, he flipped him around and put him in the, in the LaBelle lock. So it was like five seconds. It's almost like they fucked it up, like they were trying to do, like they were trying to do that. They screwed up or something because they're, they're brawling. But then Danielson catches him and puts him in the LaBelle lock, like, immediately. And then the refs and everybody come in. So, like, they kind of did it. I mean, they kind well, of, like... But then, again, uh, the LaBelle lock isn't necessarily uh, one, as we saw in this match. The LaBelle lock was on enough times that it well, doesn't sure, necessarily... But... Either way, it wasn't, it wasn't one yeah. of those clear, this is a two-count, I'm ringing the bell before right, we Right, right, the... right, right, right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it happened. It's what it is. But at least we get Sting wrestling in Greensboro next week, which, oh as God. we all know, is Wait. a very big deal, and people are think it's a really important thing. Glenn, it hasn't happened Sting... in 27 years. Jesus Christ. It's been 27 years since Sting has wrestled in Greensboro. I, I, and I, and this is really important. I, I hope they sell a shirt Aaron, that says, I saw Sting wrestle in Greensboro. Aaron, you're going to have to be the one to try to convince me that there are more people that care about this than the five people that care about this. I mean... <laughs> No, I, I mean, here's what I'll say to the people it's important to. And for whatever reason, they believe there are plenty of people who Sting is important to. They have the numbers. I don't. So maybe for all I know, Sting is important. I, I It's baffling otherwise if Sting isn't important. But um, it's a joke. What's the match? Look, I'm not trying to defend it. Here's, yeah, here's, it's a three, on, it's a three on three I, match. Yeah, here's, here's what I'll say. I bet you FTR is because they're the type of people who would be into it. Being able to say I wrestled Sting in Greensboro, Stop I bet it. you they're actually kind of 
pumped about it. Great. But Wonderful. It does, it does nothing for us. Let them be yeah, pumped exactly. about it. Let them be wait, as wait, pumped wait. as they want to be about you, it. Wait, let me ask you this, because I just remembered this. Is that the big announcement they were teasing yes. all night? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, my that's God. That's wrestling. Yes. One hundred percent. That was it. That was. Did you not think that was the announcement? I, I was about to ask what it was because I remember oh, yeah. them saying Tony Khan had a big announcement, and then I forgot about oh, it. Oh yeah, no, what one hundred percent? I mean, it's it's <laughs> the levels of low rent that this is. Like, as somebody who likes that part of the country, enjoyed a trip to Greensboro for the ACC tournament, right? Like, I didn't do anything else in Greensboro while I was there. I I ventured into other places in North Carolina. Um, I just can't fat. I cannot fathom thinking that I'm supposed to care about this. I, to, if you're from North Carolina, you you might, right? I was like, gonna say this feels like one of those things that the crowd there is going to be really juiced about it, but it doesn't translate to TV. It it just couldn't be a bigger zero. And and obviously, it's the opposite for me. Of course, it's wow. You just told me how much less interested I should be in next week's show because it involves Sting wrestling. Great. Wait, when you say the crowd there will be, is it just because in general this audience cares about Sting and not because Greensboro is coming out because they can't believe Sting is there? I mean, specifically, like, wouldn't every I, I town? Mean, this this crowd got super. You know, remember when WWE did Starcade from Greensboro and yes. tried to make it a thing, and like that that crowd, even though we all well, kind yeah, of WWE like, did that, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Okay. Yeah, yep, and you're right. The, that crowd was juiced for it, even though we kind of thought it was a big nothing. So, and even Dustin, even they even let Dustin be Dustin Rhodes. Right. Exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 You're right about that. Yeah. I. You're not. I'm. I just. I'm sorry. You cannot possibly get. But that's me. a. But that's a town. That's not a TV show. I mean, that's two different things, right? Well, like, I mean, they 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 built that on their shows. But the my my point is, I bet you that crowd is really hot for it, and we won't give a fuck. Great. Good for them. If you remember when WWE did Starcade, I think only one time was it broadcast. Every other time, it was literally right, the, a but, house but the show. first time, they actually made it a kind of big deal. No, they but tried yes. to make it a, a network event. But, they but that was like the third time they did it. But it, when, it they did, when they finally did it. But they also didn't well, see, do any... I thought, I thought it was the first time. Yeah, like the Dustin Rhodes one was not broadcast. Like that was not on it. Sure. I, I was upset about it because I wanted to see it. There, there was, okay. There's been two or three of them, and only one of them was broadcast. I thought the first one was Rockets and the second two weren't, but I, I, mean, I, I you, thought I that's, I, by the way, I, I also don't know. All right, hang on. I'm, I'm giving you the answers. They did Starcade in 2017, 2018, and 2019. Uh, in 2019 one was, was broadcast, right? 2017 did not appear to have a broadcast. Well, I don't know. 2017, let me, God, jeez. The 19 one was broadcast for sure. Uh, 2019. They only broadcast yes. three of the match or four a of the A portion matches. of the event aired exclusively on WWE Network. Yes, in 2019. Um, what? Whatever. I, 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 we're spent way too much time on this. I can't possibly believe that somebody else, another human, is supposed to care that Sting is wrestling Sting in Greensboro. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> by the way, you, do you know who Dustin Rhodes faced on that Starcade? Uh, was it Cody? Uh, it was Dash Wilder. Oh, so, that's great. So, like, th this is actually, like... Okay, I, I and feel like by the way, I don't... It's different. not... What you're saying is, if next week they said, let's do this match because it matters to the people involved, God right. bless. 
but announcing it as something that I'm supposed to give a rat's ass about. And teasing it all night. That I'm supposed right. to care that this oh, is I'm a, not saying it's good. I'm it's just a house show like, match. It's yep. that's all it is, is a house show match. And why do I care in any way? Tell me why any human being is well, you don't you don't understand wrestling. You don't no, even in that con there are things that matter. This does not matter. This is irrelevant. In, in any way is it real and the fact that it's somebody who hasn't wrestled in a town for 27 years should scream at you that they probably shouldn't be wrestling any longer it kind of surprises me it's been 27 years to be honest i thought they would have gone to some random wcw show there yeah but. i mean well i mean hang on though we're talking about it's been 20 years since there's been wcw yeah. like i know but still the fact that between 94 and 01 they never that well, I don't know if it's just that they, didn't, that they didn't run. Like it should matter, well, they, maybe but, they didn't run you know. Greensboro because they were running Charlotte, right? Like, I mean, that's right. That's, no, no, I, I understand. I'm, I'm simply stating that actually kind of surprised me. I guess here. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Whatever, it's a thing that exists. Um, that's about it. We got to wrap up anyway. But um, uh, it, yep. uh, NXT. Do, do we want to guess who Malachi Black's person is? We know who it is. We oh, know we who do? it is without question. Do we who? know? Yeah, I mean, like that's uh, that's been the thought. Like, they, they said. King a bunch. They re- he referenced one of Brody King's taglines, and there I don't know anything Brody about Brody King. He's right. No, he's Brody, awesome. Yeah, like Brody King's that. good. Yeah, and, and they are and tagging it, with each other. Well, there's been a lot. Well. There's also been a lot made about like Alistair Black could end up joining that faction. Um, oh, okay. Which would 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 make sense? I you know. Wait, Alakai, I just Wait, said Alistair I was Black. Say, what did you I know, say? I know, right? I, the sentence that I just said that he could make it a full-on faction. Oh yes. Sorry. Yeah. That it could become a full-on, like not like a whole thing. The House of Black could become a, yeah, whatever it's going to become. You know, um, I, I think they're. I, honestly, I think uh, King and and Black are already wrestling as the House of Black in PWG. Okay. Like, well, but th- they, 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 but if but if that's what it is, yeah. then then it's just a tag team. I I thought I had well, read. I, know, but I, I think I think they're open to making it bigger. We'll see. If right. It's I thought that's what I had read. Slowly. I thought that's what I had read. That the plan was that. that oh, he... I I think I think they're leaving open that possibility for sure. All right. And I'm look. Brody King's awesome. I like Brody King. Um, it's just there's a lot going on there, man. It's a bloated yep. roster. And by the way, I I mean this. Is it just because Hook's good looking? Is that all it is? Like, oh, we have to talk about that. That that is the other most overhyped thing on the what, internet. Well, it's not. It was good. It was fine. He's fine. He's fine. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was fine. But it's apparently not overhyped. He had the number one selling shirt, and he had yeah, I saw. the. It, 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 so the the Hook thing has been one of those things that's kind of confused me for a while. But I just kind of wrote it up as a, a meme thing, you know. It, it happens sometimes. In I mean, is it is it like the obsession that people had with Trace McSorley? Like, is there some <laughs> is, is there some yeah, TikTok I mean, for, video it, it somewhere? Been there that... for a while, yes. For like a year, we've been seeing hook signs in the crowd. We've been people but listen. Been when I say overhyped, I mean like his debut was fine, but people are like the greatest debut, and the, it's like it wasn't. It was just a good debut. Well, in AEW, I, I, think, I think it was the the meme hype combined with it was a pretty good debut. It, like, right, it was fine. But, yeah. the, but AEW has I'll, I'll tell you this: it was better than I expected. A lot yeah, better. Than that's I fine. But my point is, AEW has done nothing to make me care about Hook, right? No, like, there's no, if oh, anything, but, but the people opposite. have cared right. about Hook for a while, and, I, and that's what I'm trying to figure out because I'm yes, it's I'm just a an old thing for a while. I don't I don't get it. I don't get the interest in Hook, and I've been trying to figure out why. Why is there? I look that I. 
I, an interview I did with Trace McSorley is one of the most listened to segments I've ever done in the history of this it was program. Penn State, insane Penn State fans. It, it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It really? was TikTok. It was just that there was this TikTok thing with Trace McSorley that blew. Oh, that's up. right. Blew up. TikTok was what made it matter. And I've been trying to figure out what it is with Hook because I don't live in that world, right? Like, I'm, I'm an old man in that way. I don't understand. He's a good-looking kid. And, like, if, if, if it was women that found him good-looking, that would be wonderful news for AEW because no woman watches AEW. Well, so, not just that, but he looks very Gen Z, too. You know? Like, okay, he looks very... Sure, there's some of that to it. But, yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. would be great news for them if it was because he was good-looking. Jungle Boy's good-looking but didn't get any women to watch AEW, right? Like, it would be great news for them if this was about him being so good-looking that women might tune into AEW. That would be... A, a, it would shift their pendulum in a way. They, they don't have kids. They don't have women, right? Like, they don't have any of that. And they want to tell you that it's, you know, it doesn't matter because... Uh, By the way, have you seen the rating news from this week? No. no. Their demo is down to 0.31, and their over 50 went way up. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, they've been trying to... 50 going they, up is weird. They've been swearing that the demo is all that matters, right? Like, and as we said... But it, those over 50s are really important now, aren't they? WWE doesn't care about the demo, clearly. They've made it abundantly clear they don't care about the demo. So... I don't know what's better. I don't know what's worse. And I've never, I haven't got any straight answers. People are still obsessed with the demo. And the more and more I talk to people, I'm like, I don't know that it matters the way you're pretending that it matters. Um, I don't understand. But as you know, and, but then the help was out a press release all about the demo. So who the fuck knows? No one knows. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I, I can't get a straight. I think, I'm sorry. I, I, pull, I pulled a Brandon. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I think the demo matters as much as you're doing well in the demo. I think if you're doing well in the demo, the demo really matters, right? Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I cannot figure it out for the life of me, and it's driving me crazy. But I can't figure out the hook thing for the life of me, and it's driving me nuts. All right, we never talked about NXT. I think that's fine. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, let's get some plugs in. Uh, well, what, wait, wait. One small thing. Oh, what God. was the end? Is Tommaso Ciampa turning heel? Like, what was that? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. okay. Aaron, what yeah. do you want to plug? <laughs> Check out VEASAN, VEASAN.com. We have a new bowl guide out. I know that a lot of people are in Glenn's uh, pool, so yeah. it's something you may want to uh, nope. invest in. I'll figure it out on my own. There we go. Check it out on VEASAN.com. Of course, nightcap 7 to 10 Pacific, 10 to 1 a.m. Eastern. Tim Murray, Sean King. And follow me on Twitter at the Aoster. And by that, I mean you may have my money. That's really what I'm <laughs> saying. Where, where is this bowl guide? VEASAN.com. I- V I S N. I need. I need this help. V S I N. Got to sign. I don't up know. Who, but I don't know anything it's about worth Middle money, especially Tennessee, since Glenn. You you guys can take the bull guys and go down to you know Maryland Live or somewhere That's like that. And live Casino guys. Hotel. That's where I was last night losing money on Chattanooga. Yeah, buddy. But it felt good doing it. Uh, Brandon. So we are basically punting all new show announcements to 2022 at this point because we're so close to the holidays. Uh, We did announce Taylor Swift night, which is a Taylor Swift themed dance party on April 2nd, which sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Don't you agree, Glenn? I'm not saying anything right now. You're not getting me to say (laughs) a single thing. This weekend we have Kicksmiths, uh, Baltimore legendary band Kicks will be playing. Get to the point. Get to the point. December 18th. And then on Sunday, thank you. Glenn and I will be at Shaky Graves. Hell yeah, we will. 
at Ramshead. There's still tickets available. You can go to ramsheadlive.com or at ramsheadlive on Twitter um, and Instagram. One last thing. Um, we did just release a few tickets for Clutch on uh, December 27th. That show's been sold out for yeah. like six months. Go so. put some hair in your chest. Yeah, so there's a few uh, tickets available for that. And on New Year's Eve, we have Gogo Bordello, which is a ton of fun. We're going to do a balloon drop. We're going to do a champagne toast at midnight. So, yes, at Ramshead Live on Instagram and Twitter. And I, as always, am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. All right. Very good. Uh, thanks to, oh, you know, I guess you should follow me on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. And I'm GlennClarkRadio.com. Uh, I don't know if this is going to get up for, uh, i got to get over to Glory Days tonight. I'm, I think we're going to be out of time for getting people to come up to Glory Days, so that's not happening. But I still have uh, drop boxes all over town for coats and clothes for helping up Mission. And if you just wanted to, we're doing the shopping portion of it. For those of you that donated money, that shopping is happening on Sunday. So if you happen to still want to throw a few bucks in uh, Venmo, just Cash App and PayPal, just message me and say, hey, um, I, I'm out of town, but I wanted to throw a few bucks in for what you guys are doing for helping up Mission, and we appreciate that. We're going to go spend $2,000 on socks and underwear and, and, and undershirts and um, just stuff that folks need uh, uh, in our community. So uh, we'd appreciate that a great deal. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. At AJ Francis 410 is how you follow him. Check out free, uh, uh, first, first Class. Is that what I'm, right? That's the name of his, god yeah, damn. First Class. First Class. What, what? He's, he's had a bunch of records now. They all run together at some point. First class is this one. All right. Uh, thanks again to Caprice Coleman for Brandon and for Aaron and for a oh for the main events. Vent. 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 AJ Vent. Francis, aka Frank Huhada. Not nada. AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. F no one. I'm in a I'm in a, a giving spirit. <laughs>